0: Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the U.S.S. <laughs> and Benjamin Sisko, the Federation Starfleet, Deep Space Nine. Welcome to the Greatest Generation. It's a Star Trek podcast from a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. I'm Ben Harrison. I'm Adam Pranica. Busy day, busy time of year for us. Yeah. Recording this, like, in the lead-up to our big Friendly Fire tour. That's right. So many things to get done. Yeah. Uh, we just recorded an episode of Friendly Fire. We gotta switch
1: gears. Why do people to, call them laundry lists? That doesn't feel like if you're doing laundry, you would you would require a list for that task, right?
0: Are they, like, watching washing each item of clothing individually?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That seems like an a inefficient way to do it. Ben, I have gone from, and this is probably going to horrify our viewers because most, most declarations of our uh, hygiene or I don't know what else qualifies, is enough to like really set our listenership on fire. Yeah. But uh, I've been, I've been <laughs> washing- been washing those people. Don't set them on fire, Adam. <laughs> I've been washing all of my clothes in the same load. I'm not separating lights from darks anymore.
0: What? I know.
1: That's bad, right? I shouldn't be doing that. You're a that.
0: fucking maniac.
1: Here's the thing. Uh, towels of both the dish and the bathroom variety; those are getting their own load. That's on a on a warmer water, but everything else is. Uh, uh, yeah, I is... like
0: I like to uh, I like to put a load in a towel too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then I just put all of my clothes in at once on the cold water setting. That's bad, right?
0: I appreciate that you're going with a cold water setting. It's uh, it's good for the climate.
1: It's gonna make the the load last longer. I think. <laughs> Yeah. You know,
0: really prolong it. I find that if you go a long time between loads, uh, the volume also increases.
1: You're going to need a cold water wash in between those moments also.
0: Yeah, because it coagulates in hot water, right? (laughs) Uh Counterintuitive, but cold water is actually a better way to clean up.
1: Uh, Do you have a washer dryer that is all the same barrel? I think I remember that being the case, right?
0: Yeah, we uh, we live in a fairly small apartment and our our washer dryer we feel lucky to have it in unit but it is yeah. the european style of all it's an it's an all in one yeah which uh is not great you know it's i don't ever feel like the clothes are like they don't they don't seem super duper clean the way they do when you uh when you get them out of like a really like nice brand new pair and also it takes a really long time to do both the washing and the drying, and since they're they both happen in the same machine, you can't like get yeah. a, get a system going where like you're pulling stuff out of the washer and putting it into the dryer.
1: Yeah, the uh, the Henry Ford assembly lineification of of your laundry is impossible in those circumstances.
0: The thing that sucks about it is it feels like we're never not doing laundry. Like we we basically can't afford to skip a day given
1: there are parents out in our viewership that are like rolling their eyes at us. I've, <laughs> we have good friends who are, who actually just mentioned that, that they're never not doing laundry. It is every day.
0: Yeah. Well, kids, kids are, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's strange for like two childless adults to, to be doing laundry as much. It's as strange
1: for two childless adults to be complaining about anything. Really?
0: Yeah. We should shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Enough of this. Do you want to just get into the show? We could just get into the show. I don't have I mean, anything to, to tell you. I haven't been saving anything up. You know what I've been thinking about a little bit lately? All right, lay it on me. I miss playing cards with you, dude. Oh, yeah. It has it been has a been long time. It has been such a long time. You want to squeeze in a quick card game before we start? Yeah. Do you want to play war? Yeah. We're at war. There's been no formal declaration of war. Maybe this trick can bring us some luck. That nonsense is centuries behind us. War! We go to war! I grabbed for a couple of packs of the Rules of Acquisition customizable card game. Oh! Limited edition expansion pack cards.
0: I have a uh, I have a Mirror Mirror pack myself. So uh, all right. Looks like we'll be doing one of our kind of asymmetric warfare games. You
1: never know who's gonna win, though, in this game. Never (laughs) do.
0: It's really more a matter of...
1: (laughs) It's more a matter of, like, debate, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, so 11 cards in a pack. I don't know if we want to do all 11.
1: You get 11? I've got nine. I'm already losing.
0: Wow. The the Ferengi's shortchanged you? That's hilarious. What a shock. (laughs) You ready? Yeah. Three,
1: two, one.
0: I have a character named Devano. He uh, looks like a Romulan, but he's got some pretty intense headgear. Typical mid-23rd century Romulan medical staff. Authored several papers studying the effects of cloaking fields and other technology on Romulan physiology. Divano has integrity of seven, cunning of seven, and strength
1: of five. I, uh, I have Cassidy Yates. What? Which, I'm just surprised. Like, I'm a little confused. I'm looking at the card, and it doesn't look like Mirror Cassidy Yates. Uh, because it says that she is a freighter captain for Bajoran Ministry of Commerce. Wow. Oh. oh, wait. I, I mean, this has to be, right? Because she smuggled weapons for the Maquis in well, 20- you're, you're 17- not Well, you're
0: not on a mirror pack.
1: No, yeah, I guess not. So I'm, I'm a legit Prime Universe Cassidy Yates. Wow. She I don't loves think baseball. there's any
0: fucking competition here. I feel like I've been obliterated.
1: I can add two card draws to cargo runs, Ben. Whoa. That's good. You want to run that cargo. You want to flip another? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Ben, I have an event, and that event is the 211th rule of acquisition. Here's how that goes. Everybody knows how that goes If Adam. you don't remember <laughs> Employees are the rungs on the ladder of success Don't hesitate to step on them
0: <laughs> Oh fun That's just some Vintage Ferengi writing right there That
1: sounds like uh, the employees Of Quark's Bar should unionize Adam
0: I have a piece of equipment And uh I'm sure that you'll think you're, you're Sitting pretty but this piece of equipment Is a classic disruptor Standard phase disruption weapon used in the mid-23rd century technology shared between the Klingon and Romulan empires during their brief alliance in the late 2260s. So, uh, so I got a, I got a gun.
1: I think the gun is going to beat, uh, an employee every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to talk about, uh, about beating up the ladder of success, I think a gun would do the job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Until there are reasonable background checks and and some and some regulations in place to limit the sale of guns, they're gonna beat employees every time. <laughs> Flip another over. Yeah, let's do it. I should probably not say that because like there will probably be some horrifying mass shooting in between now and when we release the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Statistically, you're probably right. Three, Fuck. two, one. My card is Karaman vessel. It is a freighter. Mm. The, oh the Karema conduct trade operations for the Dominion their vessels can be found throughout this is the farmer Hoggett ship is it not? Was he Karaman? Oh, yeah, that was him. That was the episode where uh, a torpe- an unexploded torpedo uh, crashed through the defiance hull and it was Hannock and quark that were left oh, yeah. to uh, to disarm it
0: yeah he was a uh, he was a shrewd businessman wasn't he
1: oh so this is one of the vessels they took into the atmosphere to avoid the gem hadartics so no kidding uh, does it give you stats on on the ship like uh, it does uh, I've got range of eight weapons five shield six
0: okay well uh, I actually have something fairly comparable to that stats wise I have alliance nor <laughs> which is uh, it looks like It looks like Deep Space Nine, the space station. It's a little picture of Deep Space Nine, ore mining and processing station, representative of facilities used by the klingon slash Cardassian alliance. Station has weapons of six and shields of 30, Adam.
1: Wow. I think I like your chances against my Karemin freighter. Yeah,
0: although the Karaman just has to steer clear of the station, and it's uh, no threat. Yeah, but I guess if they if they like went toe-to-toe yeah station probably comes out Fairly unscathed with all them shields right Well, that's a uh, that's two to one. Do you want to make it best of five?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and do that
0: All right, the odds are against you, but maybe you can do it three two one. I have a uh, character named Romera Cal Typical of personal physicians employed by important alliance officials assigned to the intendant. Surprised at how frequently she comes in for an exam. He's Kind of a hunky Bajoran guy. Integrity of six, cunning of seven, strength of six.
1: Hmm. So I have a Ferengi officer. He's Damon Prack, and he was in that Force of Nature TNG episode uh, in which he, in exchange for repairs to a ship, provided sensor log readings of the missing USS Fleming
0: mm. he's a daemon, that's a big deal
1: yeah, so uh, he has integrity of 6, kind of a surprise for any Ferengi, I don't think any Ferengi should have integrity above 3 uh, cunning of 8 and strength of 7 so kind of a burly dude if you get a strength of 7 I think what was his integrity?
0: 6 yeah, I think, uh, I think numerically my guy edges you out just a, a little tiny bit
1: yeah I think so too. Uh, a fairly forgettable TNG episode. This was uh, notable because it was the warp drive speed limit ep.
0: Oh, boring. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think you got me, Ben.
0: All right. Well, do you want to uh, do you want to get into the actual episode we
1: came to talk about today? I do. Uh, there's probably not a lot of Ferengi action in this one, is there? Are there Ferengi's in? Deep Space Nine, Season Four, Episode Twelve, Crossfire.
0: Ow! Do you realize how incredible this is? Ow!
1: <laughs> Ow! <laughs> no, of course you don't.
0: Odo is kind of rolling out the red carpet for an unassuming Kira.
1: One rock to Gino,
0: extra hot. Two measures of Kava. They have like a weekly meeting where they, they do the police blotter. She doesn't get the local newspaper to read the police blotter. She actually goes and gets it straight from the horse's mouth. Mm. But Odo is revealed to be like really like super anal about how set up his office is in anticipation of her arrival. It's very cute. He
1: yeah. wants it to be perfect for her. I mean it's a thin line between consideration and creepy, and I think Odo remains on the on the side of consideration right
0: it's a thin blue line
1: (laughs) i mean you could read this scene as him doing it expressly to watch her make an o-face after drinking her coffee and that (laughs) is not great (sighs) right like there's like a rack in on odo's face and a rack in on kira's face in this moment that make it seem all about that moment and less about making a friend happy and comfortable when taking a meeting with you
0: I wish I reveled this much in my sensory environment. Like, like the implication here is that every morning when she takes her first sip of coffee, she has something that approaches orgasmic pleasure from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good lesson for us all. Uh, we should try harder to enjoy the things <laughs> that we uh, consume every day. And she really does it.
0: I just, I, every
1: time I get a cup
0: of coffee, I look at it and I say, this coffee will not make me happy. And then I drink it. <laughs> This coffee will not fix my relationship with my mother.
1: That's a strange bit of uh, information to meditate on, Ben, but I'm not going (laughs) to judge. (laughs) They have a regular uh, review of the criminal activity report. And this is a thing where I have a feeling this could be a thing that is super enjoyable for everyone because it just sort of gives them bits to laugh about. All I do is bits, bits, bits. You'll never believe what happened on the docking ring. Yeah. And and check out this story from the promenade. Like, it's less administrative and more social.
0: It taps into the long history of small-town police blotters and how funny they
1: are. Right. You know. Right. Uh, a bit of information dropped in the scene is that Shakar is coming to visit the station.
0: I do want to talk a little bit about the crime that's discussed in this mm-hmm. episode. Because there's, I mean, there's that. There's, like, somebody is r- protesting Shakar's arrival. He's some kind of political dissident that's putting up graffiti, but... They also discuss a, an alien who, like, got in a domestic violence incident with his wife. Uh-huh. And I guess the wife hit him, but yeah. But they really, like, breeze past that, like, <laughs> what are you going to do? And I thought that was sad, you know?
1: Uh, I mean, they, they sort of uh, make that the meat in the relationship sandwich story they're telling, like, because Odo talks about catching them fucking on the promenade. Right. Not long before this, so it 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 just appears to be a a glimpse into a tumultuous relationship.
0: Maybe that's what they're into. There's a little like light, uh, some 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 rough stuff that they do as part of their sexual routine.
1: Yeah, I mean they didn't interrogate the degree to which consent was involved, so uh, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's all above board.
0: Who knows? I hope so.
1: Yeah, you want to believe that.
0: Yeah. Well, they get interrupted, uh, and uh, this does answer your question, Adam. They get interrupted by everyone's favorite Ferengi Quark, right? Who uh, who comes in and uh, he's got a noise complaint for his shitty upstairs neighbor, who turns out to be Odo. The Mr. <laughs> and Odo is like a shitty upstairs neighbor on purpose.
1: Yeah, that's not nice. I don't. This makes me not like. I,
0: I think we all have deep misgivings about quark being that he has like attempted to sell everybody out multiple times and has done some like incredibly awful things but
1: none of his many crimes rise to the level of being a bad neighbor though
0: right exactly (laughs) and that's uh that's somewhere that odo is not afraid to go
1: right yeah let that kind of passive aggressive neighbor behavior is uh something I've been familiar with over the years as both a recipient and a bad actor. Yeah. It's not easy. I mean,
0: sometimes you can't help it, right? Like the building is just bad and yeah. like there's nothing you can do to... I In college, I rented a, a crappy apartment with some buddies and I was studying for a test and I was apparently tapping a pencil on my desk and it was the, the sound of my pencil tapping was transmitting through the desk and the floor into the apartment below to the extent that they came up to complain about the tapping Wow <laughs> yeah, so that's was a level
1: like, of sound deadening that I think the Cardassians would appreciate
0: i was uh, I felt I felt bad, but I was also like I you know at a certain point like I, I need to like be able to to study without questioning everything I do with my hands you know
1: a intoxicating combination of bad and incredulous. <laughs> that, that is combined to make you feel bad credulous It was my middle name in college Yeah Goal, Dukartu. Dukartu. Goal, Dukartu. So You don't think this is going to matter at any point This this quirk complaint But it does It matters and it comes up later in an interesting way It sure does But uh, before we get to that Shakar shows up Shakar went to Supercuts, Ben
0: yeah, He does he not cleaned look up. the same He's got certified '90s hair now.
1: I don't like this look. Why'd they cut his hair? I don't
0: know. Maybe they didn't have a choice. Maybe, maybe uh, the actor who played him showed up on set having just come from supercuts.
1: You know that episode where we were introduced to Shakar Introduced him as like a, the rugged farmer type, the uh, the ex resistance fighter, real heroic guy. Yeah. A- a- as a diplomat, he's just uncertain of himself he's not necessarily good at being a diplomat and that haircut like all of it combines to just sort of paint a picture of uh of a guy who's just i think he's just less interesting now right off right from jump
0: it's interesting that he kind of seized power back from kai win yeah and now doesn't doesn't seem to know what to do with it doesn't seem to have like an agenda past keeping it out of her hands which i mean i can understand
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um but yeah uh he does seem a little bit milk toast.
1: he's there to give a speech on uh on the promenade and he's got a couple of handlers one of which looks just like scott glenn i couldn't get that <laughs> out of my head <laughs> i'm not following you joshy Weird timing, because like he goes up to make a speech, and Odo uh, radios to Cisco saying that there's been a threat of assassination, like as it's going on concurrently. Right. Not a lot can be done about it now.
0: And like, and nothing is done about it.
1: All we can do is go to theme, Ben. Yeah. Assassination threat to theme, <laughs> is what we do. Yeah. And Odo, after the theme, is is pissed that the speech went on after the threat was discovered but Odo like he was mid speech like are we are we expecting a end of Star Trek 6 like jump on the mini tramp Mr. President take Shikar to the floor to protect him from a flying bullet situation I mean we've seen that type of shit go down on this show I feel like yeah yeah agreed so I don't know what exactly Odo was expecting here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but odo, for the entire episode uh is acting strangely,
0: yeah, he he starts strange and gets gets stranger as we go. I mean, yeah, the first thing that he does is is ream out Shakar and his and his little helper, his adjutant mm-hmm. and uh and then you know they they realize like shehar's gonna be around for a while, and they gotta really like take the security situation seriously because there's a lot of. Cranky people in the Bajoran Cardassian part of space that they're in. There's there's angry Cardassians. There's angry uh, you know humans in the Maquis. There's there's extremist groups among the Bajorans. So the security situation is going to need a heavy Adam. It's going to need somebody who's done security before.
1: Someone who's only Kryptonite is a door with a lock on it. Must be sealed. <laughs> Yeah, enter Mister Worf. That's exciting. Yeah, I love that. One of the main security plans for Shakar's visit is like a bucket brigade amount of security people on in the hallway to his quarters. Yeah, like if you're gonna have to get through all forty of us to get to his door, <laughs> and I want to believe that that came from Worf because if you if you manage to get to the door, it's over. Yeah. He doesn't understand him. Yeah, and he,
0: he expresses some real stress over adapting his security thinking to a Deep Space Nine context because yeah. a lot of coming and going is a part of life on Deep Space Nine and Worf is used to a kind of contained system where he can keep an eye on stuff. That uh, that enters the ship fairly easily.
1: Providing security was difficult enough aboard the Enterprise. This conversation between Odo and Worf, I think, is my favorite part of this episode, where they compare notes about what station life is like and how irritating it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so fun.
0: They're really, like, bonding over being ultra-anal.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're bonding over being bad friends, too. Because <laughs> Worf is like, God, you know what pisses me off is, uh, is that great... Hang an all-around good person, Miles O'Brien coming over. Like, <laughs> give me a break. How do I get that guy to leave? And Odo's like, "Well, you just don't invite him in."
0: All he wants to do is share beer and be chill.
1: Yeah, you you need to make a guy like that uncomfortable. Like, you're gonna you're not gonna be a Keiko, but you can you can be Keiko adjacent.
0: You can put him ill at ease, and he'll want to come over less often.
1: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I love the bonding that Odo and Worf have in this scene. It's probably the only high point to their relationship in it, because it's, the rest of it is pretty contentious. It's a little
0: bit of a Seinfeld thing, like they, they don't like the pop-in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she likes the pop-in. I've told her how I hate the pop-in. He likes the pop-in too. That's probably because he knows you from the Enterprise. Just popped in now. I'm
1: a big pop-in guy. <laughs> yes. i Buck Framer. Oh, huge pop-in guy.
0: Precisely. But if you're if you're writing like uh, misanthropes, uh, yeah. modeling your characters off of Seinfeld is not a bad idea.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> Shakar presents kind of a security issue throughout the ep because he is down with the idea of needing security, but he still wants to be a free man, and so he likes to do things that are unplanned, like go on walks to places or visit a shrine on the station unannounced. Like he just wants yeah. a, he wants to be permitted a little bit of freedom. And uh, this is making Odo and Worf's job difficult.
0: Yeah, my wife uh, works in politics and has spent uh, quite a bit of her career lately, like doing stuff like making sure a place is not going to be controversial if a politician shows up there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like there, there's so much thinking about what goes into selecting just like something that a. A prominent politician is going to visit mm-hmm. And It always like really blows my mind Hearing her talk about it Because it's, it's like like If you get to a certain level in politics You basically can't Exercise the kind of freedom that Chukar is, is exercising You can't just walk out of your house and down the street And into a store Like Somebody needs to look into everything about that And make sure it's okay for a million different reasons
1: It's the Winston Churchill problem Right, like, how can you how can you represent people and not be a man of the people? I mean, if if you are going to legislate for common cause, you want to know what the commoners want, right? And that seems to be part of his angle. Shikar has an interesting relationship with Odo from Jump, in that, like, much in the same way that, like, I've told you, oh, you are going to love hanging out with this friend when we go out and and hang out while you are up here, like uh-huh. the 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 referral friendship that that Odo represents to him is interesting because kira says odo's great you're gonna love him like let him protect you he's one of my best friends and shakar's like you know you're really weird odo but kira like like i put a lot of weight in what kira says so what's good with her is good with me i mean that's kind of the origin story of our friendship
0: right when yeah uh, totally when john roderick introduced us we were like "Uh, i guess we are best friends now
1: yeah yeah that's (laughs) that carries a lot of weight that referral sure does
0: So Shakar is, like, doing a, a little, like, meet and greet in front of the Bajoran shrine. There's, like, a a moment where Odo's spidey senses start tingling when a woman, like, stoops over, but he realizes she's just picking up a baby.
1: But that so. baby has a gun.
0: <laughs> and that baby shoots and kills Shakar. And because of the way the Bajoran government works, that baby is now the first minister.
1: <laughs> you think Shakar walks down the promenade, he... he... He looks left, he sees Quark's, he looks right, he sees the shrine, and he's like, God, sure would like to uh, play some dabo right now. (laughs) Look at those babes in there. I know, that'd be super fun. God, work sucks. (laughs) (laughs) What Chakar is
0: on the station to do is make some arrangements for how the Bajorans are going to enter the Federation.
1: Right. Yeah, there's some negotiating to be done.
0: And... And uh, and when you have a conference like this, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of social gatherings attendant to it, and uh, and so we get like a we get like a party scene. Cork is the uh, is the catering to this party scene,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it seems like mostly kind of like Bajoran and Federation dignitaries in attendance. I feel um, like
1: Kira got a new costume for this, the dress costume for formal events. Yeah,
0: it's, I, tr- uh, it's weird
1: to see her in blue and not uh, and not burgundy. You know.
0: Yeah. And she keeps it on for, like, I mean, yeah. the everybody else put on their their dress uniform for Shakar's arrival, but she's, like, in this lavender getup for most of the episode, I feel like.
1: She looks great, and everyone does. I wish there were more occasions to wear the dress uniforms. I think, I think it's cool just giving all the characters a different look.
0: I thought in this scene she was a little flirty with the adjutant guy. Oh, you
1: better be good. <laughs> I'm terrible. I thought the same. But... You know it's weird, right? It's it's sometimes it's easy to confuse flirty with just being a cool hang and a nice person, and that's shitty. Yeah. I think often for women, like, and it's unfortunate that that was an easy read in that moment.
0: <laughs> She's just a friendly barista. She yeah needs, yeah needs a tip, not uh not your phone number.
1: Right, exactly, and that's god
0: damn it. So I'm the asshole, is what you're saying?
1: No, I don't think so, because I think I think there is a moment where the Scott Glenn adjutant character is like kind of playing that game too. But I think they're just playing that God, like these things are so stuffy. At least we can have a little bit of fun. Like that was neat. I think they were, they were exchanging that currency over flirtatious currency. Yeah.
0: Well, and he walks off and then she walks up to Odo and it's kind of a similar vibe. Like Odo is like taking everything super seriously and she kind of, she kind of lets the pressure out of that tire, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, do you have to stare like that? I think it's making people nervous.
0: She uh, asks him about his belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like this special effect of him morphing a belt onto his jacket.
1: He uh, he's like a children's magician sometimes with <laughs> with the drama he gives to these moments. I half expected him to like. Put his thumb in his mouth and blow his cheeks out <laughs> While he made the delta appear And they
0: actually fill the room Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean He is charming when he wants to be And this is like one of the rare moments where Odo is charming in this moment
0: Yeah, like he's a little nervous But he kind of overcomes it to put that charm on
1: Yeah Yeah, braided leather belt is never cool though, Odo Those days are long <laughs> gone
0: Yeah, it's not 1994
1: <laughs> But, I mean, this is emblematic of a theme that we'll see for the rest of the episode, which is Kira innocently mentioning something, you know, of note. Like, she notices something about him, and then he wants to make her happy. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a tension that ends up being pretty destructive.
0: Well, uh, I've always said that the third guy you flirt with at a party is the one you're going to wind up going home with.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if only if only Kira had popped a cork and hit Odo with it, they could have enjoyed a glass of champagne uh, later yep. on.
0: But instead, uh, she uh, she like is heading out, and Chukar is like, "Hey, where are you? Where are you going so fast?" And uh, and they leave together, at him. To be quite honest about it, I was in a pail. I'm talking a pail, Mr. Bucket. I have to revert back yeah. to my native state.
1: Oh. I don't use the bucket. Odo can't have this for a variety of reasons. It's a security problem, but also like he's protective of her and he sees the beginning of a cozy relationship that is threatening to him.
0: One of the things I really liked about the way this scene was blocked was that Cork clocks what yeah. Odo is doing in this scene. Like he, he, he reads it for what it is and not what Odo is trying to present it as. Yeah. And you... You get that whole thing. I almost thought they could have gone in the direction of, like, Quark also is madly in love with Kira and realizes that Odo is among his competition.
1: Yeah. I mean, these are some matters that I want to interrogate with you as the episode goes on, because, like, the way that a lot of this plays out makes me feel like you could make the case that that Odo considers himself an incel... (laughs) <laughs> and, he's, and his jealousy of Shakar is such that, like, it's it's so destructive to him that he ends up burning himself in the fire that he creates, you know, as a result. Like, he just destroys himself over this. Yeah. And you could view Odo's actions in that way, and it makes him terrible.
0: Yeah. I mean, it but doesn't it, help. They, they show him scrolling through some of the more unsavory parts of Reddit in his office yeah. later.
1: I mean, but at the same time, the depiction of someone who has a crush on someone else and then that person becomes interested in a different person who isn't you, like, that shit happens all the time. And it's hard. And, yeah, I- and Odo shows us how hard that is. So what I'm trying to say is, like, there's a, you could look at this through very dark glasses and it could change your opinion of Odo, or you could view it as a little more innocent than that. What I
0: saw it as, is Odo needs a dad, and specifically, he needs Joseph Sisko. Wow. This was something that was described explicitly in the last episode, a time when Ben Sisko was real sprung on a girl and was, like, letting it eat him alive, and his dad came and said, just, like, you gotta go, you know, you gotta do something about it. There's wow. No, there's no sitting and marinating in it. It's a Nuffy
1: Beaumont <laughs> kind of thing. Nuffy <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> Beaumont. <boomer. laughs> What a crush I had on her! A Joe Cisco callback, I love it. Yeah, that's the advice. You know, you'd think all the time about how alone Odo has to feel, and the isolation he's got to feel on the station as being the only one of his kind. But the the element I don't often think about is is how anything maternal or paternal is something is a relationship that he doesn't have. No one gives him advice or tells him how to be he had he had that guy in the lab a long time ago and then he has a few of his friendships on the station and that's it
0: yeah and he kind of rejected the guy in the the lab guy i mean for good reason (laughs) that guy didn't really have a lot to offer odo in terms of like parental yeah uh advice (laughs) showing him the way
1: yeah he needs a he needs a model a model of good behavior is what he needs
0: yeah, and not just a model that he can perfectly mimic the shape of.
1: Right. He's a little like Data in that way.
0: You really feel for him in, in the scene where he's, like, going through this and Shakar winds up asking him for advice about what to do about Kira.
1: Yeah, that was really devastating, right? Wow. Oh, man. And it's hard because, like, Odo's never fun. He's never fun to be around or necessarily easy as a hang. And he yeah. gets so much time just... That's the one thing you can say about Shakar. Shakar's pretty milk toasty in this episode, but Shakar also has like just an easy vibe about him. He's not yeah, really he's worked up about shit, and that is chill is not what Odo is ever. No.
0: He has no chill. Yeah, Shakar is, uh, is is in the scene like confesses that he has some feelings for Kira and isn't sure where where to place them. Yeah how to move on it. I'm afraid to say anything because it, it might ruin our friendship. Uh, Odo suggests, oh, maybe she's still like bent out of shape over uh Vedic burial and needs, needs more time. There's a puzzle that Shakar is very innocently trying to solve. He doesn't realize how much pain he's inflicting on Odo in using Odo as the sounding board right. because in Shakar's defense, Odo has never made his feelings clear to anyone. Right. The only the only time he ever made his feelings clear was in that cave, and it wasn't really Kira. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was Change Leader.
1: Right. Shakar articulates his feelings for Kira that could be Odo's feelings exactly. Like, all of his concerns about blowing up a friendship, possibly being the risk of, of sharing his true feelings with her, like, they might as well be thoughts ripped out of Odo's mind. Yeah. And that's what makes it so painful, is like, Odo's sitting there like, God, like, how do you know? How do you know all this? Yeah. It should bring them closer, but it just can't. It can't because it makes them competition.
0: There are movies and TV plots where two guys that both love the same girl, like, get in league with each other in some way, like, Mm -hmm. to knock out the, I don't know, (laughs) the other guy that she's with Mm -hmm. or something. And this never kind of indulges in that storyline. Like, all of this is is much more realistically isolating for Odo. It makes him feel like there's nobody he can go to, which is why it's like it's such a fun twist of irony that Quark is the one to confront him about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was a great choice by this script to make him that. Mouthpiece. You are in a bad mood today.
0: They're like prepping for the big conference in the wardroom and Odo's like finding Ferengi listening devices that Quark has stuck in the bowl of fruit. But uh Quark is also, you know, unearthing Odo's uh Odo's dirty business.
1: That fruit looked overripe to me, Ben. Get those get those brown streak bananas out of there.
0: They're brown streaked, but they're also green. Yeah, weird. Are they are they those like apple bananas, the like little miniature ones? Because they also didn't seem like very long.
1: I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it didn't seem very appetizing to me. Maybe That's they... probably why Quark hid the listening device there. He knew no one was going to go for a piece of fruit.
0: Are they. It's just a still life. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Still still life with listening device. Yeah. <laughs> that famous painting.
1: Yeah, one of the best. Are you gonna. Uh-huh. They they rope that one off, though. You can't get too close. Yeah. Quark in this scene calls him out on his bad mood and knows exactly the reason why. And Odo, being confronted with the truth, reacts poorly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is not not necessarily a great look for him.
1: This is emblematic of everything about Odo. Like, I think Quark in this scene could provide some comfort. Like... If he's if he's outed by Quark for his unrequited love for Kira, there's a moment in there where where Odo could be like, "I don't know what to do, man." Like you, you're a bartender. Tell me anything about what relationships are like. Quark is a wealth of knowledge in this area, and Odo instead chooses to be uh, embarrassed. Yeah, and,
0: he can't be vulnerable with anyone, yeah. and least of all Quark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand their professional relationship makes that impossible, but I think Quark has so much advice to give if Odo would only be curious. Yeah. And it's not like Odo is making fun of him over it either. He's just astonished that he figured out the truth. Like, he's not <laughs> hes not throwing it in Odo's face, I don't think. No. No. I think that's... There's a... Di- I mean, that's crucial, I think. What
0: A lot of this episode is about Odo going on these very devastating walks where he is being the bodyguard, essentially, to. Kira and Shikar as they fall further in love with each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can really tell the intimacy of a relationship from behind, right? Like that's <laughs> the angle where you can tell someone's posture and how close they're leaning into someone and like the lingering touches. Like, right. he, like it's right there in front of him.
0: It is during one of these walks that uh that an attempt is actually made on Shikar's life. They're on an elevator and Odo is so distracted by how lovey-dovey they're starting to become with each other that he fails to do some element of his security procedure. Worf to Odo. A lift is stuck on level 41. (laughs) We are going to have to reroute you. (laughs) Verify your security code and I'll release the controls to you. Commander Worf is apparently just, like, running security from, like, a a booth with a bunch of TVs somewhere, but we never uh-huh. see him. He's just radio guy for most of this episode. Yeah. The Eagle is on the move, Mr. <laughs> Worf.
1: <laughs> the terror cell is actually fairly sophisticated because they're able to use Worf's voice in this scene to get some intel from Odo, which which creates the issue that plays yeah. out here. Like like Odo like Odo and Worf have a plan for figuring out if they're actually talking to each other, and it involves a code, and Odo does not wait for that code to happen.
0: Yeah, he just goes for it, and then he has to turn his hand into some kind of metal press to <laughs> stop yeah. the elevator from falling.
1: I tell you what, Kira's got to wonder what Odo could do to the inside of her turbo lift shaft after this scene, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, wow. how could, I mean, as cool as Shakara is in this moment, like, you got to look over <laughs> there at those... At the at those fucking hammers, <laughs> and be like, "Damn,
0: damn."
1: <laughs> Later on, uh, Odo debriefs Cisco about the incident, and Cisco sees right through this. He's like, "Odo, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, this isn't something that you usually fuck up." Like, you're not usually distracted by love, guy. Yeah, and Odo actually cops to like, "Hey, man." I'm just going through some stuff right now. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of sad music. You know how it is. <laughs> I've been
0: up late at night on r slash red pill.
1: Yeah. I feel like
0: I'm really going down a spiral. It's not good for me. Yeah. Cisco's pissed,
1: and he should be. Keep your eye on the ball, Odo.
0: I mean, they have like a good enough relationship that Odo can... Say like, hey, it's personal, and I don't want to talk about it. And also, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, and that is satisfactory for Cisco.
1: Cisco's like, well, I guess my plan B is Wharf, so I guess I'm going to take a compromised Odo over that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that math pencils out in my mind. Yeah,
0: Wharf got what he wants, which is that the station has been locked down. So they, you know, they know that there's a perp on the loose somewhere on the station. And now they're not letting ships come or go so that they can nail this person.
1: Right. There are a lot of Odo's behaviors that could be seen through a creepy lens. Maybe the most creepy part is when Odo stations himself outside of Kira's quarters all night while Shakar's inside. And
0: what's going on here seems pretty pervy.
1: Because he relieves the doorman and uh, takes the rest of his shift. And man... I I think it's gross to think that he just wants to be close to it during.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you have a glass, leave it behind. I want to listen through the door.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I kind of wanted them to come out at the end of this shift and have Odo be a little bit flaky. The way he gets when he hasn't had his sleepy time.
1: Wow. That would have been great.
0: Like it, just a tiny, tiny bit, you know, just a, a hint punch of Odo. is Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, I think we've used the word pain a couple of times in this episode, having to do with Odo's feelings. And I think uh, probably no part is more painful than him than being invited into Kira's after Shakar leaves. Yeah, and And she's
0: still, like, in the bathrobe, and there's still the bucket with the champagne and the two half-drunk glasses sitting out.
1: Yeah, it's, like, everything he's ever wanted to have with her uh, in the aftermath
0: I thought it was really great mise en scene that the pot of flowers on her coffee table is a bunch of flowers that look like limp penises. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And much like Shakar telling Odo of his feelings about Kira and that, like being the slap to one cheek, uh, Kira's confidence in him about her feelings in Shakar are the slap to the other.
0: Yeah. And you talked a bunch about body language earlier and the way she physically interacts with him in a private space like this is so intimate, you know? Yeah. She's like hugging him from behind when when she says like, "Oh, you wanted to ask me something?" Like, what was that about? Like she is like her nose is an inch from his nose. She is in kissing range, man. Like all of all of those signals are are, you know, like and and it is like sibling-like affection that she feels for him, but yeah. you know that takes on like a, and I, I feel like she's acted like that around him plenty of times yeah, on the show. She's but like, not it changing feels her behavior, yeah. It feels really different in this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, because there's this this underpinning of conflict that plays throughout, and and again, like I want to be clear, Kira's not doing anything wrong. No,
0: in fact, I like I, I really loved this scene because of how palpable her joy in it is yeah like her joy is is like like if if you're watching it for i want kiri to be happy it is infectious and if you're watching it for i want odour to be happy it's a
1: fucking knife it is real salty sweet all yeah. at the same time and it's really well done yeah Whee! <laughs> what a predicament
0: Odo gets back to his office uh, where Worf has finished the security. What'd he do? He was responsible for the attack on First Minister Shikar. What? They're, they're locking him up. Odo's just like, all right, I'll take your word for it.
1: One of my low-key favorite parts of this episode is the compliment that Worf pays Odo at the end of this. Odo's feeling super bad about not being present for any of it, and he feels guilty about his ill participation and Worf's like no dude like your deputies are awesome and you are a great constable here like because they are well trained and good like they made my job easy and that's uh that's like what you want to hear if you're a boss right yeah you gotta your team is whipped into shape but it doesn't make him feel any better because he is still reeling from the morning with Kira and so he decides to take it out on his quarters yeah Yep, One of the, the things uh, he takes it out on Ben it was a gift from Kira.
0: Like yeah, the, the flowers the plant in the bucket. <laughs> yeah,
1: his old bucket and the plant that Kira gave him go over the side, along with a yeah. bunch of other shit that he breaks.
0: The Apple Store is, uh, is not going to fix that that computer for free. Yeah, no, it was obviously user caused damage. Yeah,
1: uh, did something gold hit the screen? because uh I don't think that's covered under warranty <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I just opened it up one day, and the screen was like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh quark obviously hears the ruckus and is actually able to to punch into the room like using the uh using the code, yeah, which is great. Of-
0: Kind of undercutting everything Worf said in the last scene about yeah. whether or not Odo is good at security. Yeah. Quark can uh, bypass his the security chief's door. Yeah, The indignity for Odo of being called out on the carpet by Quark is, uh, I mean, it really adds insult to injury. The, the fact that it is Quark here going like, I can't believe you're so in love. What a tragedy for you. It takes passion to do something like this. And I always thought you were colder
1: than a Breen winter. Their relationship is so interesting. And this is a scene that, like, adds to that legend. Like, Quark so often hides good advice in being a shitty Ferengi. Right. And, like, that's that's sort of what's happening here. He's like, look, man, I'm losing a ton of money because of you, because I always bet on the favorite. And you're the favorite (laughs) in the station when it comes to busting crime. And clearly you're off your game. Like pour yourself into your work It'll make you feel better. And Odo It'll make is me rich. Odo's just fucking destroyed. I read an interesting thing about this scene, Ben, which was like having to do with Odo's must hair.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was uh, an interesting detail.
1: This was the actor's choice. Uh, René <laughs> uh chose to pull some, some hair down because he saw a picture of a Japanese print of a warrior in defeat. And I feel like I've seen this print before. And uh, the warriors, like, like the a Japanese warrior, will often have their hair tied back. Right, and after battle, this warrior was defeated, and his and his hair was down in his face, and that was the inspiration for, for this look for Odo. Thought that was that was pretty interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a that's fantastic bit of uh, research. Yeah. Can't believe you did that.
1: I know. I can't believe it either. It it was just too interesting of a choice. Like it couldn't have been unmotivated. You know, like that's right. that's what sent me down that path.
0: Yeah. The conclusion that he draws in this scene is pretty devastating. He uh, he goes to Kira's office, and uh, to make to make matters worst of all, perhaps she has uh, she has put on the pizza oven killing top, <laughs> and uh, it is with her dressed like that that he has to tell her that uh, he doesn't want to. He, he wants to kind of limit their contact.
1: You know, I think there was a thought when he walked in about turning himself into a pizza oven for the conversation. (laughs) And then he saw what she was wearing and he's like, oh, that was close. Never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid I won't be able to make
1: our Tuesday morning meetings anymore.
0: It's a very hard thing for him and she doesn't really understand why. And I thought it was very interesting that she doesn't press him. She She can... sense that he's in a lot of pain and discomfort and and doesn't know what it's about do you but
1: hold on a second do you think that she doesn't know what it's about or do you think she knows what it's about
0: i don't think she knows
1: i'm not as confident as you are about that another question i wanted to ask you was do you think odo came there at first to tell her that he loved her and then got cold feet and instead pivoted into making less time because there's a there's such a pregnancy to the moment the moment the door opens to him finally speaking feels so heavy like like he's actually working the math out of how he's going to do it and i wonder if there's just more going on in his head than than what we end up getting i don't know
0: i've never been a person who is like brave enough to express those things in most circumstances so the taking the easy way out of limiting contact and retreating felt like the natural conclusion to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was a, I mean, no matter how you read it, I think it's, it's a satisfying and heartbreaking thing because no one's happy at the end of this scene. Odo is sad for having to do this. Kira is sad for a change in their friendship yeah. And and a more limited contact with with someone that she really likes hanging out with. I think it's really well done.
0: Yeah, you really want to do
1: this here now? Okay, okay, let's do it. Do it.
0: The button on the episode is a uh, is Odo in Quark's bar. We get a little uh, wrap up on the uh, Odo as bad upstairs neighbor story, which is that he has chosen to have some soundproofing installed in his floor.
1: This is another moment, which in totality, like if you didn't watch the episode and you just bullet pointed the things that Odo did, soundproofing <laughs> his room at the end of it is kind of a dark <laughs> prediction of, of something to come. It's like buying a windowless van out of nowhere. Like probably <laughs> does not bode well.
0: Yeah. The next episode, he's like humping a couch in the hallway and kira comes along he's like do you mind helping me get this inside my apartment i hurt my hand yeah if you could just back it in i don't even need to
1: tuck my penis in between my legs (laughs) you can just suck it in um the button on the episode is like uh you know, we sometimes get a composition like this to depict a lonely person, a person alone in a room full of people, and that is what we get on Odo's walk uh, near Quarks, right? Like, yeah. like he is he is maybe as alone as he's ever been, and surrounded by the people that he is there to protect, and occasionally befriend. It's a kind of a. Uh, like not a happy ending certainly
0: certainly not he's kind of repelled from the room by Kira and shakar being in there goofing around and having a great time with each other
1: yeah yeah i mean ds9's a small town not many places to hide from this stuff
0: yeah but importantly i think that it is now more populous than the entrepreneur was
1: yeah they mentioned they men- a number right like in the yeah. in the 1500 range or something
0: I think twelve hundred is what I remember. Wow! But yeah, like that. That's and that was like one section that they were talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, a lot of people live there now. Did you like the episode, Adam?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really did. I was shocked. At, you know, this the show has been broad for many episodes now, in yeah. in story and tone, and this was so gentle and nuanced. I really didn't know if the show was capable of this, mm-hmm. and. Like, infatuation is an easy story to tell. You see it all the time. And it's much easier of a story to tell than a story about a person who is frustrated because he doesn't allow... Because this person doesn't allow themselves to try something that they want to try. Like, that's extremely difficult as a story compared to infatuation. There's a million rom-com movies that are about infatuation... Right. There, there, are, In relation, very few stories that are, that are, uh, that are more quietly told in the way this one is, and and stories that tell that end like this one does, with the regret of an action not taken, and yeah. and the and the glimpse of a future that that doesn't really give a, a person much hope, and that's what makes this episode tough because like there's not a lot of hope for Odo right now. And as hard as that is to experience, it made it a very good episode.
0: I think that um the fact that they depict it, as you say, as infatuation, but also don't, it doesn't become a core element of his identity or something that he blames her for right. is also really strong. Like, there's plenty of times where...
1: It degrosses like that- it. Two, yeah. right? Very specifically.
0: If that turned into kind of like an outward anger, it it would be real nasty. And instead, it's about him kind of coming up against a a personal limitation. And, you know, for a character with as many, like, magical capabilities as he has, that's a a big challenge i'm sure
1: he never weaponizes her kindness against her in a but what about when you did this and you come over all the time and you gave me that hug from behind like what was that (laughs) supposed to mean like he never does that and i think that is so fucking crucial to us not thinking odo's a piece of shit he's a guy with a crush yeah yeah
0: a guy with a crush that didn't act on it but also doesn't blame that on the girl he had the crush on
1: not acting on a crush is Odo's resting state. If if the <laughs> if the crush is experiencing a life that contains a multitude of interesting experiences, like that's what he's doing. He's making this choice at every turn with a lot of circumstances. Yeah. And like that's the greatest form of of like human tragedy is like you look back on your life and it's full of regrets for not doing shit. Like He's he's adding up a lot of years here. Yeah, and uh, and the math isn't kind.
0: I want to live a life of no regrets, right? That's why I want to go check out our p ones. <laughs> no regrets.
1: Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
0: Need a supplemental income. Supplemental. Supplemental.
1: Supplemental.
0: Yeah, it's extra. By the interest alone, could be enough to buy this ship! Adam, we got a couple of Priority One messages here. The first is of a promotional nature. Alright. It goes like this. Do you think Ode to Spot is a pretty good poem? No. Is Is Porthos your favorite character in Enterprise? Yes. Have you not deleted your Facebook yet? No. Come join the Pets of DeSoto. We're a Facebook group filled with pet pictures. Weird video replies and some stupid memes.
1: Wow.
0: So pilot your runabout over to Pets of DeSoto. While you're at it, join us in supporting wildfire relief by donating to the Butte City Humane Society at That's buttehumane.org. That's B U T T E H U M A N E.org. And now enjoy Ben and Adam singing the sax solo from Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> The Pets of DeSoto on
1: Facebook. Donate to buttehumane.org. Wow. I love this. I love uh I love Friends of DeSoto getting together uh for great causes. And yeah. also sharing pet pictures, but wow, way to bring the team together. Do some good I do, work.
0: I do really like a cute pet picture. Yeah. But uh but yeah, the uh this looks like uh Chico, California, is where the Butte Humane Society is, and uh, mm. there—that uh, is definitely a part of the country that is dealing with fires all the time, and uh, and that that hits animals as well. So, uh, right. really great cause, and I'm uh, I'm glad some FODs are banding together to
1: support something like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, one more time, where can you find those guys? It's ButteHumane.org. B-U-T-T-E h u
0: m a n e . o r g
1: wow good work good work over there uh, our second priority one message is of a personal nature it is from she who does burlesque and it is for jude the message goes like this even though you've kind of ghosted me as of <laughs> writing this p1 i can't be mad since you introduced me to Greatest Gen. Wow. And and then in parentheses, also, it's your prerogative. (laughs) Continues. Yeah, fair. (laughs) I I thought it might make you smile to hear a P1 for you, so here it is. You're cool and sexy, and I hope everything with you is awesome. Text me if you want some cookies. Hey, that's nice. That is nice. You know, sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. She who does burlesque has has a pretty live and let live perspective on this
0: right and if, and if Jude like doesn't want uh, any further contact with she who does burlesque like plausible deniability right Oh, I must have missed that episode
1: <laughs> I guess so yeah yeah I like it adult relationships happening among our uh, friends of DeSoto
0: and and unlike Odo like you know making their feel you know being vulnerable with your feelings yeah good but job out there
1: good it's job good. she who does burlesque
0: well, if you'd like to uh, send a priority one message, you know what to do. It's uh, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, where a personal message can be had for a hundred bucks and a commercial for two hundred bucks, and they help us cover the cost of making this show. Gotta get that, get that gold press.
1: You might have heard us talk about Squarespace before and you're thinking, what do I need a website for? I already have a bunch of profiles across the different social medias. But isn't it time you had a place online that wasn't owned by a social media company? How about you take control of your online identity with a website of your own? For that, there's Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can buy a URL and build a customized website with your name and not a giant social media company's name with your name attached and a bunch of numbers at the end. With Squarespace, you can have a place on the internet, personalized to your aesthetic, that lets you tell people about who you are instead of an algorithm. And the best part is, you don't have to be an experienced designer or a web page creator to make something great, because Squarespace is always there for you with their award-winning 24x7 customer support. Don't settle for being another company's product. Be your own product with a website that's all you with Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SCARVES. To save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, that's squarespace.com, the code is SCARVES. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. A good time so often has a downside, doesn't it? Especially when it comes to stuff that you put in your birdie. We've all been hungover before. I mean, many of us have, I guess. Or we've had too much jazz in our gummy. And that sucks, right? Because you don't think about the time after the good time that you've been trying to have a good time. That's why I like Labs so much. It's the predictability. Through painstaking trial and error, I have found my perfect dose. It's what I can depend on when I can use a little more chill, a little help getting into a creative headspace,
0: Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fundrive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly, incredibly fascinating.
1: Find us by searching for the word
0: secretly in your podcast app and at MaximumFun.org.
1: Hey, Adam. What's up, Ben?
0: Did you find yourself a drunk Shimoda? drunk, drunk Shimoda. Shimoda.
1: More like drunk Shimodo. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's Odo for me. I mean, and and it's not like I don't want to cut the guy down because he's hurting, but uh, you gotta you gotta say what you want to say, man. Like yeah, you gotta do, you gotta take that Joe Cisco advice.
0: You gotta do that.
1: You know, it sounds like Joe Cisco wants some people to talk to. He needs it, clearly, because he won't leave his <laughs> his restaurant customers alone. Uh, ben Sisko should have put him in touch with Pops. Get a get a nice uh, FaceTime relationship going between the two where uh, where Joe could share some advice. Yeah,
0: that's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's my Shimoda. What about you, Ben?
0: Uh, my Shimoda is Quark for that uh, terrible bug placement. Hmm. Uh, I liked the idea of a bug in a bowl of fruit. Yeah, but uh, but it was like on top of a banana that was under the first layer of fruit. Like Odo picked up one thing and the bug was right there.
1: That's that smart Quark. Quark is Ferengi smart in a lot of ways, but he is not spy smart. In, no, he in any way. Is not. I mean, I guess he broke into Odo's quarters. That's being spy smart. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's a. Uh, He's kind of a moving target in terms of his intelligence, right?
0: (laughs) I think that's the best way to think about it.
1: Well, uh, what do we have coming up on the next episode, Ben?
0: Oh, well, on the next episode, season four, episode 13, Return to Grace, a demoted Ducat enlists Kirazade in regaining his former status in the Cardassian Empire. Hmm. I wonder if this is fallout for Going home with his daughter who was in a mining camp or whatever.
1: The interview for Ducat's happening, and they're like, well, you do, do you have any ref- uh, references or anything? <laughs> and Ducat's like, well, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> 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 yeah, interesting. All right. I, uh, I like Gold Ducat as an interesting character, so let's, uh, let's bring him back. That sounds fun. Are we going to be uh, watching this episode in a particular way?
0: Well, let's uh, head over to gach.biz slash game where the game of buttholes, The Will of the Prophets, can be found. This is a wheel of fate for this show. Uh, currently, our runabout is on square nine. It's right on the doorstep of a Coco Nono episode. We could also hit a Fuck It, We'll Do It Live episode, which would be very complicated. <laughs> yeah, to that accomplish.
1: would be kind of a nightmare. To be honest. Yeah. You're required to learn as you play. Roll.
0: But here we go. I'm gonna roll the dice.
1: Chula! Ah. Did I win?
0: Hardly. Oh thank goodness, Adam. We skipped over. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We're on square thirteen.
1: And that is a regular old episode, yeah?
0: It sure is. So uh next time we will be regularing.
1: I love it. I, it, it's so hard We've these days to stay regular. You've always aspired to be regular. regular. Yeah. <laughs> Aspirational regularity is, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's a lifetime journey, Ben, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Like, I got to know if I'll ever get to that destination, but it's worth trying.
0: For sure. We got to thank all the friends of DeSoto who go to MaximumFund.org slash donate and uh, contribute on a monthly basis to make this show possible. Couldn't do it without you.
1: God, we have so many people to thank that just help with the enjoyment of our show i think the people that i think about most often in this capacity are the ones who like make sidecar artwork for us like the jj Lendels of the world who makes the movie posters and the uh, and the bill tillies who makes the uh, the playing cards like every week something new and fun to see
0: yeah pretty great uh, we- we got to thank Adam Ragusia, who makes all the custom theme music for the show. Uh, you can check out his amazing cooking YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely do.
0: Just search Adam Ragusia on YouTube. Make um, yourself
1: a great steak or a chicken parm or uh, any number of things. I think he's got like a dozen recipes up now.
0: Yeah. Some good pizza. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I haven't made that pizza yet, but I want to Make
0: that pizza. Yeah. And uh, we should thank Dark Materia who made the original theme music for our program.
1: Hey, you know what? What? If you haven't left a five-star review of the show, I think you need to go over there right now and do it. Just get go, it done. Go get it done. Just it's make it happen. Take 2 minutes max. Five stars and then a thing you like about Ben and a thing you like about me. That's all. That's all you need to do. That's not so hard, is it? It is not hard. I could think of literally a dozen great things about Ben and zero things about me. <laughs> you, you, the reviewer of the show, are not either of us, so you'll probably have an easier time coming up with stuff for both. Check out the other
0: shows on the Maximum Fun Network, including our shows The Greatest Discovery and Friendly Fire, and check out Friendly Fire live on tour. Uh, you can get tickets for that at friendlyfire.fm slash live.
1: You're going to love seeing Friendly Fire live, and if you haven't lis- listened to the show by now, uh, get into it. It is a ton of fun. People love Indeed. it. Indeed. With that, we'll be back at you next time with another great episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine and an episode of The Greatest Generation: Deep Space Nine, which is just kind of always looking for the outline of Gul dick. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a thing, Ben. Yeah, it's it's a thing. He's he's just always hanging dong. Kind of loves showing that dick off. <laughs>